I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We are actually happy to be here with you after a very long time of uh, lockdown and COVID-19. But by grace, we are here. We just want to thank God. Uh, before Leonard speaks, I've just this scripture to share to all of us today. Just to encourage you, wherever you are, in your spirit and in your walk with God, uh, may God encourage you and may God strengthen you. First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after we have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steady fast. It is my prayer and our prayer today that the God of all grace may make you strong, may make you steady fast, may strengthen you in the walk that he has called you to be. And may God bless you. Amen. Thanks, Gertrude. I'm happy to be here among you. I thank God for, for his sustenance. Uh, he's looked after our lives, our family, and the church in the midst of turmoil. But we have seen the end of God. We have seen the power of God. We're enjoying the goodness of the Lord. And we also are aware of the transition and uh, what has been happening among you guys and we've been with you in prayer we're supporting and we're saying may God have his way and may the will of God prevail and God bless you let's remain strong so God has been good um, I'm happy that we are still going and uh, sometimes you wonder how did we reach to this stage now after whatever happened, but God sustains. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shall we bow our heads and pray? Father, I want to thank you this morning. I thank you for the word. I thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here to save and to heal. Holy Spirit, you are present even to come forth, to strengthen, and to impart life and gifts upon your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Sorry. It's coming from Zimbabwe. Hello from Zimbabwe. Greetings from Zimbabwe. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of John chapter 10. Could I ask someone to read for me John chapter 10 and Genesis chapter, chapter 2 and 3? No, just uh, chapter 10, verse 10, 11, 27 to 30. Verse 10, then 11. John chapter 10, verse 11. 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. 
I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then 27. 27 to 30. Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. No, John chapter 10. Oh, my word. You know what? I need my reading glasses. Hold on. Thanks, Monica. (laughs) This is community. No, man. You can tell we're a congregation of Madalas. I can see it. My sheep. Sorry, everyone, especially to those listening online. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my hand. I and the Father are one. Thank you. Let's go to Genesis. 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 What chapter? Chapter 2. From verse, from verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the, is this right? Yes, to 17, yes. <laughs> and the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Thank you. Chapter 3, from verse 1 to 4. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will surely die. Thank you. Praise the Lord. May God bless the reading of his word. John chapter 10 is talking about the good shepherd. But uh, starts talking about the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But the, but the good shepherd, Jesus, has come to give life and give it more abundantly. Then he also talks about his sheep. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know my sheep. I know them one by one. And my sheep hear my voice. Uh, meaning... They obey his voice. And in Genesis, we hear God placing man in the Garden of Eden. And when he, uh, he put man in the Garden of Eden, he gave it all to him 
to work in the garden, but he gave him a command. You shall eat of every other fruit, but not of the fruit of knowledge of, of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, that was it, God's instruction. But we also see in chapter 3 that the devil is questioning God's authority. God is questioning God's command. And he asks the woman, uh, did God really say you must not eat any tree in the garden? See how he distorts it. He distorts God's message. And the woman said, uh, responded, uh, and gave the devil God's command. But the devil also adds and twists it. He says, no, God knows when you eat, you shall be like him. So that was almost appealing to the woman. And when she ate, the Bible says, it was good. And she shared with her husband. Anyway, my message this morning, the title of my message is, Whose Voice Are You Hearing? Whose Voice Are You Hearing? And may I let you know that there are many voices. There are many voices that are sounding. Yet, there are only three distinct voices. Okay, in the multitudes of voices, there are three that we should know. Number one, there is the voice of God. God speaks. God speaks to his people. And secondly, there is the voice of the devil. The devil is among us. The devil is around. In the book of Revelation, it says, Woe unto you, earth, for the devil has been thrown on you. So the devil has been around for a long while, and he is speaking every day. And also, there is the human voice. Men, we talk to each other. Men speaks every day. So there are these three. We may think of millions of people, thousands of people, but yet, uh, in all the speaking there will be three voices. Either it's God, either it's the devil, or the devil, or it's man talking to you. So, God speaks, and whenever God speaks, he gives a clear message. He gives clear commands. And when God speaks, he gives good instructions, clear instructions. And when God speaks to man, he makes promises. But it's all for life. All for life. God gives life. He brings life before us. And uh, as uh, John says, abundantly. So, God's word is truth and life. God, whenever God speaks, it's all truth, but it's life-giving. But... Uh, also know the character of God. God is fatherly. When he speaks, uh, he is gentle and he is kind. And it's always to your good and for your good. But while God is speaking, the devil also speaks. 
But whenever the devil speaks, we must all know that the devil is a liar. And not just a liar, but the father of all lies. He speaks, but he's a liar. And uh, in uh, Revelation, we hear that he's he's a deceiver. And he's the accuser of the brethren. So, he's around us speaking, either deceiving, accusing, whatever. He remember his sly. Oh, sorry. And also, I said the father, when he speaks, is kind, he's persuasive, he's gentle. But when the devil speaks, he's forceful, he's ruthless and cruel. And so he wants, whenever he speaks, he won't give you time to meditate or to understand whatever he's saying. Whenever he says it, he wants to act, you to act upon it now. God is patient, but the devil is not. So whenever he speaks, he wants you to act upon what he says now. But also we have a third voice, the voice of man. We all talk every day. We talk uh, about our daily lives. We talk about our relationships and all these other things. And when men talk, uh, sometimes uh, it's more appealing when you are listening to men because they are visible. It's more appealing and uh, there is also body language and uh, all the gestures that men brings. And it's also very convincing when men speaks and seemingly clearer than other voices. The voice of men is clearer than other voices. And I want just to underline seemingly. So it's also music to the ears. Yet Jeremiah says about men, Jeremiah 17 verse 9, he says, The heart is most deceitful of all things. So, we may be speaking good things, but sometimes we do not see the heart. So, remember that when you talk to men, you do not see the heart. You do not know the intentions of the heart. But the heart of man is deceitful. And also, men, when men speaks, men can be manipulative. Men can use flattery. And if you go through the Bible, through the scriptures, the Lord speaks a lot about tongue, the tongue of man, the tongue of man. And uh, James uh, illustrates it well. He says it's like a fire. It's uh, like a small fire which can burn the whole forest. So when men, li- when men speak, we must know and we must be careful as we listen to one another. But uh, it's mostly the voice of the devil that is dangerous because it's there to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Man, may be, man is innocent because man is all up to goodness and uh, it must be sounding good, it must be good, it must be lovely. So uh, Peter 
Second uh, Peter chapter three, verse fifteen to eighteen. Peter talks about uh, uh, the tongue of man. How uh, he gives us the story of Balak and Balaam. How Balaam was enticed by Balak and he continually enticed by Balak until Balaam also fell for that and he displeased God. So now as we are talking about hearing the voice, my question and my, my talk to this morning is, whose voice are you hearing? So as we have read, it all started in the garden. And in the gardens, God spoke. God spoke and says, you can eat of every fruit, of all, uh, of all the fruit, except of the fruit of the knowledge, of the fruit of knowledge and good. Uh, of the knowledge of good and evil. All right. And that was God's instruction. God spoke. Okay. So, man heard the voice of God. But after God spoke, the devil comes in and spoke. And he says, did God say this? He twisted it. And Eve tried to explain how God put it. But the devil continues to say, no. God knows that when you eat, you'll be like him. You will be clever. You will know this and this and that. And Eve, it was appealing to her. She ate and she tasted it and saw that it was good. It was good. It was good. And shared with Adam. Okay. So I would say that when God speaks, he wants us to have life and life abundantly. He says... Do all things, but if you eat this one, you will die. It's not my desire that you die. If we disobey God's instruction, we die. And it is not God's desire that we die. But we fall for the devil's enticings and devil's temptations. The devil wants us to be wiser. The devil is trying to tell us that we can be like God. And many times we want to play the role of God in life. Because that's what the devil is pushing us to do. But there is death in that. There is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. So, uh, let's hear the voice of God. Every time when we hear the voices, let's strive to hear the voice of God. Because God wants to transform our lives, wants to change our lives. Especially in this time that we are, uh, we are in, it's more important that we hear what God is saying. More to hear what, is, what, what is God is saying. So we need to be attentive in order to hear God. But many times uh, we, we hear man's voice. It is good. We talk. But also, the devil creeps in and we do not see him. We, do not, we cannot, if we, we are not careful and not able to discern him, he speaks and we remember he 
when he speaks, he pushes for action, immediate action, quick action. Uh, he pushes for quick uh, solutions. And by the time you realize it, you have done it. And you regret uh, the devil's enticings. So, God spoke uh, to Balaam. Actually, men first came. In the guise of men, Balak spoke to Balaam and says, please curse this nation for us. And Balaam knew what God has said. God had said to him, you cannot curse that which is blessed. So he gave that message to Balak, but Balak was continually trying to convince him, please, please. And it happened four times, coming back and forth, back and forth, please. He would try to do an oracle to curse, but God would reverse it, say, no, they are blessed. But sometimes when men speak, when men convince us to do otherwise, they bring with some incentive. If you do this. Okay, so maybe Balaam got some incentive. He got some, something to, to quieten him or to persuade him to do otherwise. And Balaam fell. You know, he could not hear the voice of God until the donkey spoke. So sad. So sad. But uh, God spoke. And we also, in uh, the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 8, we hear of the story of the king, King Saul. King Saul was put by God to lead the children of Israel. But King Saul knew that uh, Israel had been uh, ruled by Samuel, the priest, Samuel, the prophet, Samuel, the man of God, the servant of God. And he was anointed by Samuel, and he was to walk along Samuel and hear from God through Samuel. So, they went to war, but uh, they wanted to make a sacrifice according to, to Saul. Samuel was too late. He could not wait for Samuel to do the burnt offerings. Samuel was supposed to perform the burnt offering because God has spoken. You shall come to me through priests and sacrifices. You shall, that's the order. It's the priest and the sacrifice. Then the people follow. But for Saul, it was too late. And he decided he must do the sacrifice. And he sacrificed. He listened to the voice of the devil. The voice of the devil will always want us to do something that is contrary to the will of God, something that is contrary to the commands of God. And after, just immediately after uh, performing the ritual, Samuel appeared. 
And Samuel did not say, sorry, I was late. At least, thank you, you have done. No. His question was, so, what have you done? What have you done? Who have you listened to? Because God says the priest must do it. Who have you listened to? Who are you listening to? Whose voice are you hearing? So, that's when the, uh, his uh, rulership was pronounced finished. He says, you have disobeyed God. And obedience is better than sacrifice. You'd rather sacrifice to God, but God prefers your obedience than your sacrifice. David, in Psalms uh, 51, verse 16 and 17, he says, Oh God, I would have brought burnt offerings and sacrifices. But God, you despise burnt offerings and sacrifices. What do you want? A broken and contrite heart. What's a broken and contrite heart? That heart that hears God. That heart that obeys God. That heart that does the will of God. David, God says to, uh, understands that, uh, David understands that uh, God wants a pure heart. Wants us to come with a pure heart. You know, David was rich, was so rich that you could, he had many flocks of sheep. He had many head of cattle. He had all the animals to sacrifice to God. But he knew that you cannot uh, 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 persuade God with sacrifices. It doesn't matter how much. It's not the number of sacrifices that you can make. It's not the number of animals that you can offer, but it's a pure heart that God is looking for. So, let us be able to hear God and follow the, the voice of God and walk with God in obedience. So, let's obey God. Whose voice are you obeying? In whatever you are doing, whose voice are you obeying? In the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 4, we come to a place where Jesus was led to, to, to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit soon after his baptism. Okay. And guess who he meets there? He meets the devil. And the devil speaks. The devil invites Jesus and says, Come, look at all this I can give you. Look at all this I can give you. But Jesus hears the voice of the devil. But he knows the voice of the Father. And he says, Yes, you want me to do this. But I hear the voice of my Father. As it is written in the Bible, it is written. And he gives, he shares the message of the Father. And the devil again says, kneel before me. Then he says, yes, this is what you want. But the Father says, you shall not worship. So who are you listening to? Who are you following? Who, whose voice is sounding clearer to you? Whose voice are you hearing? And whose voice are you obeying? Let's hear the voice of God. And let's follow the voice of God. So he heard both voices, but Christ stuck 
with the word of God. Many people, many Christians, they get confused. I'm waiting upon God, but I can't hear God. I'm waiting upon God, I can't hear God. You know, Christ, maybe at that time, he was waiting upon God. But when you are waiting upon God and there are many voices, quickly go to the word. Go to the written word. Many times we want to be, uh, you know, we want that, uh, that prophetic voice. There is this prophetic voice. The unchanging word of God is made available for us such that when you are confused, you go back to the word. And we test every prophecy with this filter. We test every message with this filter. Whatever the devil says, let's test it with this filter. They say, devil, hang on. Let me check. Let me check. But many times we are put under pressure to act upon what he's saying. No, let's hear the voice of God. And let's follow the voice of God. It is written. Whose voice are you obeying? Whose voice are you obeying? Remember, there are these three voices. And these three voices that are before you, they have... They present agendas. So there are three agendas before you. And God's agenda is for you to follow his will and that you may have abundant life. When you follow God's agenda, you, have, you are assured of abundant life. You are assured of rest. You are assured of peace. You are assured of God's blessings and God's security upon your life. But the devil's agenda is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So, whenever you hear the voice of the devil, or whenever the devil is doing whatever he is doing, know that he is up to no good. Whether he offers you these kingdoms, he is up to no good. Whether he sets you on a hill to say jump, he is up to no good. His agenda is to kill, is to steal, and is to destroy. Many of us have lost many things to the devil because he's stolen. We have lost our authority to the devil. He has usurped. We have lost life to the devil. He's into destruction. He is, his game is destruction. And uh, you may know, you, you are aware of what has just happened among you. The devil tempered with God's people, God, the unity of God's people. But, praise the Lord, with God, all things work together for good. Amen. When you go back to God, he will produce good out of anything that we present before him. Because he's a loving father. So let's trust him, let's love him. And the human agenda is to feel good. To feel good. Whatever men do is all to feel good. It's all for an applause. We're talking this, uh, this week at home group that uh, in a, any grand arena, any dancer dances to a grand arena to an audience of many. And whenever you dance, whenever you perform, they clap hands and you feel good. So men put you in a place where you feel good. But 
There is another audience. As we are living this life, there is an audience of one. The audience of God. But sometimes it's more exciting, more appealing. It's more, it's much better where there are many people because we are used to the Wimbledon, we are used to Olympics, we are used to these soccer stadiums where they clap hands. But the audience of one where only God is watching you, where you're performing and dancing only to God, there is reward, there is life. But do you know what God does sometimes? He doesn't always clap hands when you dance. He says, did you consider this? Have you considered this? He makes you look at yourself. In the audience of God, is like dancing before a mirror. He makes you see yourself and put yourself right. The same when we go into God's word. The word of God is like a mirror. It makes us see us and say, Woe is me. For I am undone. Cleanse me, O God. Page me. Amen. Whose voice are we listening to? In all that we are doing, in all that we want to do for God, let's strive to hear His voice. Let's strive to obey Him. Let's strive. So, the devil and even human. Agenda is for quick fixes, is for here and now, is puts you under pressure to th- uh, to act before you think. But with God, all of God's promises, all in all God's promises throughout the Bible, allow for you to wait. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. God's promises are not instant. Even the prophet, the prophetic, when God speaks a prophecy, you can even wait. God maintains his word and God honors his word. So, uh, Abraham had to wait many years. He stood upon God's word and it happened. The devil came in between Abraham and his wife and tried to to, 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 to make a promise for Abraham, but that was not. There was Ishmael, and God said, no, 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 it's not the promise. Wait, wait, wait. My brothers and sisters, if God speaks, let's learn to wait upon him. Let's wait, learn to trust him. Let's not be in a hurry. God is not in a hurry. Okay, Joseph, God promised him. He had to wait. It took time, but each time, the Bible will say, and God was with Joseph at Prosper House. God was with Joseph in the prison. God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. But nothing was really happening to Joseph until when God's time happens, when God's time comes, everything becomes beautiful. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Okay. David also had to wait. But I want to rush to the prophet Elijah. Prophet Elijah was hiding from Jezebel in a cave. And God says, Elijah, come out, I want to speak to you. While he was in the cave, come out, I want to speak to you. There came a mighty 
strong wind. There was a mighty strong wind. But Elijah said, God is not there. And after strong wind, there was an earthquake. God was not there. After the earthquake, there was a fire. Still, God was not there. And eventually, a still, small voice. And God spoke. So, with God, we can wait. Let's not rush. Let's not be impressed by the wind. Let's not be impressed by the, the earthquake. Let's not be impressed by the fire. You will find God in a still, small voice. And as I, as I conclude... I want us to know that God is never too late. Just like Samuel was never too late. Let's learn to wait. Let's wait upon the Lord. Do you know the voice of God? Do you know the shepherd's voice? Do you know the master's voice? Are you able to distinguish? Are you able to tell God's voice among many voices? You know what? With mothers, mostly with parents, but especially with mothers, it doesn't matter how many kids are playing in the playing field. It doesn't matter how many kids are making noise out there. The mother can distinguish their kid's voice. It doesn't matter how many are crying. The mother can tell, that's my kid crying. Hello? Hello? Jesus says, it doesn't matter how many voices are speaking, my sheep know my voice. My sheep, listen to know God's voice, just like the mother knows this, the voice of their child. Let's discern and follow the voice of God. Praise the Lord. So, Christ teaches us one thing that I want us to also know, that when, when these three voices come to you, Peter said to Jesus, Jesus says, I'm soon going to be offered as a sacrifice. I will suffer and die. And Jesus says, Peter says, no, not as long as I live. If I will fight and stop that. And we see that happening also even in the garden. But Jesus, when Peter said that, he rebuked Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Hello? So, when the devil speaks, Jesus gives us a recipe. Rebuke the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. When the devil speaks, he needs a rebuke. Descend the voice. If you see that it's the voice of the devil, rebuke it. Okay. And also, when, when man speaks, men, they just want good things. They just, Peter said uh, to Jesus, I see Moses, I see, I see Elijah. Why don't we make three tents? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Then we camp here. And Jesus, just so that this is just human, wants to enjoy goodness of 
by presence. He ignored it and said, uh, shall we go down to where other disciples are and get back to work? He ignored. When men speak, it doesn't hold water. Just ignore. Okay. But when God speaks, when God speaks, God spoke and, uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus went and walked the disciples to say, did you hear that? Did you hear that? When God speaks, we must confirm, we must praise, we must thank God. Whose voice are you hearing? Let us stand. We are in the midst of many decisions. Many decisions, personal decisions, family decisions, uh, church decisions, uh, group and team decisions. But I want to employ my brothers and sisters. Let's hear the voice of God. Let's allow God to guide us by his Holy Spirit. Let's allow God to speak loud and clear into our lives. And let's go back to God's word and say, God, Let's go like Samuel and say, speak your servant hears. Let's allow God to speak into our lives and we will flourish. We will flourish. We will grow. And it is only the voice of God that will lead us to abundance in life, to abundance and to success. Father, I want to thank you for your word this morning. I want to thank you for your church this morning. I want to thank you for my individual brethren that are gathered here, Lord, my God. Father, Lord, I pray that, Lord, they may desire and crave to hear your voice. Father, that they may desire to be able to discern your voice and follow your voice. Father, there are too many voices and we are confused because of the too many voices. But, Lord, I just pray that you dispel all the confusion, Lord, my God, by making your voice audible in our ears. Father, by making our hearts obedient to your voice. Father, that we may not do the will of the devil, that we may not do the will of men, but Lord, that we may do your will. Lord Jesus, you were presented with a choice at Gethsemane. You were presented with choice and you, as, as you knelt before the Father. You said, Father, if it was my will, I would let this cup pass. But nevertheless, let your will be done. It may hurt, but let your will be done. I may seem to lose, let your will be done. It may be painful, but let your will be done. Won't you say, Lord, let your will be done this morning. Won't you say, God, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to follow your voice. And Lord, my, in my life, your will be done. God bless you.